Exodus chapter 2. Would. Exodus chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 15. Exodus 2, verse 15. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flocks. And the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flocks. And when they came to Ruel, their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and also drew water enough for us and water the flocks. And he said unto his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. And she bare him a son, and he called his name Gershom. For he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Let's open a word of prayer as we start tonight. Dear wonderful and heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word. And Lord, for the many truths and blessings that we can find within it. And Lord, we just thank you for this chance that we can be able to spend tonight just studying it and seeing, Lord, what uh, this passage is here for, that we might be able to honour and glorify your name. Lord, just help us to be able to see your hand upon the life of Moses and upon our lives as well, Lord, we pray, that we might be able to just reflect upon all that you've done for us and all that you'll continue to do for us and that we might be able to worship and praise you. Bless your word to our hearts, Lord, we pray. Guide me and give me the words to say, Lord, I pray, that your name might be lifted up and glorified in the highest as we spend this time within your word tonight, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. As Moses ran from Egypt, he would have started to wonder what had just happened. He decided to stand up for God, forsaking the pleasures of sin for a season. And had chosen to identify with the nation of Israel. Yet now, he was running for his life. This is not what he'd planned. This is not what he had in mind. In his mind, he would have been leading the nation of Israel out of Egypt at this time. Everything just didn't seem to be coming together. But God knew what was happening. And God had a plan. And we all know Romans 8.28, which says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Moses' purpose and Moses' plan was not coming together, but God's plan was coming together. God knew what was going to happen next. You see, God needed to further develop Moses into the man he wanted him to be. And he had much work to still do in the life of Moses. So God directs Moses into two situations where he can further develop him into the man he needed to be. So that he could be the man to lead the nation of Israel out of the land of Egypt. 
And this is what we're going to see tonight, the two situations where God's hand was directing Moses. Two situations where God's hand was directing Moses. The first situation that shows God's hand directing Moses is the meeting. This meeting here found in verses 16, 17 and 18. Let's get the context again going back to verse 15. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flocks. And the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flocks. And when they came to Ruel, their father, he said, How is it that you have come so soon today? You see, Moses could have run anywhere when he left Egypt. When he was fleeing Pharaoh, he could have run to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. He could have gone anywhere, but Moses went exactly where God wanted him to go. Not that he knew it. He just ran to find a place away from Pharaoh. And even in the land where he arrived, this land of Midian, he could have gone anywhere inside that land, but he didn't. He went to the well. He went to a place probably to sit and reflect on all that had just happened. And as Moses sits by this well, God has a planned meeting for Moses. God has an appointment for him to be at and Moses arrives just on time. Once again, Moses didn't know that. Moses didn't realise that, but God knew. And God places him here at the right time. As Moses sat by that well, he didn't know what was about to happen, but God did. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flocks. Sitting there beside the well, up come these seven daughters. And they fill their trough with water, ready to let their flock to be able to drink. But along come the shepherds and drive them away in the first part of verse 17. Probably having done this many times before, they wait until these ladies have filled up the water trough and then come in and drive them away and take the water that was meant for their own shepherds, uh, for their own sheep. And give it to their sheep. Moses looks at this injustice and sees something that he probably remembers. He probably has a flashback thinking of the injustice he's just seen in Egypt. Back in verse 12, actually starting at verse 11. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. As Moses sees this injustice done to these ladies, it probably reminds him of the injustice that was done in the nation of Egypt. And he could have very much dealt with it like he dealt with it in Egypt, or he could have just simply to ignore what was going on. 
Last time he knew that he dealt with it and dealt with it too harshly and ended up killing the Egyptian. And so maybe now this time he thinks, maybe I'll just leave it. Last time I tried to fix a problem and it didn't work and I killed someone and this is just ridiculous. But no, Moses chose to move the shepherds along. But Moses stood up and helped them. And drove, uh, sorry, and the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. You see, Moses helps these ladies water their flock, helps them to draw out water for their sheep, but not only just their sheep, but also water for them as well. And it's this meeting that God is now going to use in the life of Moses. This meeting did not happen by chance. God brought it about. Like we saw before, he could have gone anywhere, but he was in this place because that's where God put him. And we can look back at many situations in our own life and look back and we can praise God for putting us in those circumstances, putting us in those situations. The first hymn that we sung tonight was Count Your Many Blessings. And we can look back and look at our lives and we can count blessing upon blessing upon blessing, seeing what God has provided for us, seeing what God has put in in the road for us. Because God knew what was going on. God knows what's going on. He is the one that's in control. And there's the need for us to be able to recognize God's hand upon our lives because he knows what's happening. And we can sit back and praise God, counting our many blessings, counting all the things that he has done within our lives. And as I was writing this and coming up with this message, and God reminded me of the many things that he's done, by, done for me. Moving my family, mum and dad from Ballina, to Grafton, which at the time I thought was the most ridiculous, silly, stupid idea. Why would you leave the beach and come to a place that floods? Why leave all these friends behind that I've developed and had fun with? And then I came to Grafton and I started playing footy and had this group of friends who were really nice and kind. And then yet we get to the start of high school And suddenly they want to throw cricket balls at me and think that that's hilarious. And as I'm going, well, what am I going to do? All these people, you know, all the kids in my year hate me and I have nowhere to go. And I find this group with a friend that I've played footy with. There in that group with Brad McPherson, who I've played footy with, Kendall, Samuel, Trent Fisher, all these people who are going to church here. And I look back now and I can look at that situation and go, God moved Dad's work, not me, God God moved Dad's work to Grafton. God moved me out of that group of friends that I had to this other small group. And I can look back and we can all look back and see what thing after thing, situation after situation, circumstance after circumstance of what God has done for us. 
count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Moses might look at this situation and think that nothing was going to come from it. He was just helping out this group of ladies at the well. But God is going to use this meeting to set Moses up for his life. To get Moses ready for service for him in leading the nation of Israel out of Egypt. This wasn't a chance meeting. God was at hand. God was upon this situation. God was directing Moses. But even at this point, it could have just been a chance meeting. It could have just simply fallen away. But God continues to provide more than Moses could imagine. You see, the second situation that God's hand directing Moses is God's provision of what he needed. God's provision of what he needed, starting in verse 18. And when they came to Ruel, their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and watered the flock. And he said unto his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man and gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. And she bare him a son and he called his name Gershon. For he said, I've been a stranger in a strange land. God was providing exactly what Moses needed. You see, God needed to develop Moses into a leader. Someone who was going to lead the nation of Israel. Lead them out of Egypt, lead them through the wilderness and lead them to the promised land. But Moses wasn't ready yet. Moses wasn't at that point where he could be able to lead the people yet. He needed to train him further so that he would be ready for all that came to pass. So God provided three things that he would need to lead Israel out of Egypt. First of all, he provided shelter. He provided shelter. You see, Moses had left Egypt because his life was at risk. Moses was number one on the most wanted list of Pharaoh. Pharaoh was out to get him. And he had nowhere to stay. And as the daughters leave him there and they head on home, their father notices that they've come back early. They've come back early than what they normally would. And when they came to Ruel, their father, he said, how is it that you are come so soon today? He goes, why are you back so early? It's unusual for them to be back early. It's probably a noted problem that they've constantly had problems with these shepherds. These shepherds have caused these daughters many problems as they've gone to feed their flock over and over again. And they said, an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds. And also drew water enough for us and water the flock. They said, we were there and the shepherds tried to drive us away. But this man, this Egyptian, he had Egyptian clothing on him. And he helped us by driving the shepherds away and watering the flock and helping us every way that we needed. 
And he's like, where is he? Why haven't you brought him back? He's helped you out. He's been able to provide and help you in this situation and you've just left him? Quick, go out and get them. Why is it that you have left the men? Call him that he may eat bread. Go and get him and bring him back so that we can reward him for the work he has done. He did all that and you didn't bring him home. And so he sends them out to get him so that he could be able to care for him and help him. And Moses now has a place that he can stay, a place where he can abide, a place where he can have shelter from Pharaoh. He didn't probably realize he needed this, but God provided it anyway. God provided this place for him to stay. A place where they worship God. Many of the commentators had a bit of a discussion in regards to this passage about whether Ruel actually worships God. And many of the commentators, most of the commentators agreed, and I tend to agree with them, that he does follow after God. He'd come from the family of Abraham. He'd come from one of the wives of Abraham. And the fact that later on he also worships God in many ways, and even for the fact that he lets one of his daughters marry this man, shows that they must believe in God. Moses wouldn't have married the daughter if they didn't believe. And Ruel wouldn't have let this strange man marry if he didn't know the same God. So once again, God's hand is at work. God's brought Moses into this family to join in with Ruel, to join in with him and that they might be able to worship together. And he can look back and see God at work and we can look back and see God's hand upon us. When the hard and trying situations come, God is always there. God will help us, God will assist us and God will always be there for us no matter what we might go through god is always there god had provided a place to say and god will always provide exactly what we need as well but he just doesn't leave it there he doesn't just provide this place of shelter this place of accommodation for moses to be able to stay he also provides him a family Verse 21, and Moses was content to dwell with the men and he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. And she bare him a son and he called his name Gershom. For he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Moses now learns to lead a family. He learns to lead his wife and his son. And we later on find out that he's got two sons. He leads his family in following and worshipping the Lord. You see, God was preparing him for the future. If he was able to lead the nation of Israel, then he would then be able to lead. Uh, sorry, if he was able to lead his family, then later on he would be able to lead the nation of Israel as well. Turn with me to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 3. I know this is speaking of pastors, but it's a wonderful reminder for what Moses was going through as well. Start in verse 1, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behaviour, 
given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, but covetous, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? How would Moses be able to take care of the nation of Israel if he couldn't look after his own family? How could Moses be able to lead this nation out of Egypt, throughout the wilderness, ready to go into the promised land if he couldn't even look after and care for his wife and his sons? God is preparing Moses to take care of all the, this, all the nation that he was about to be in charge of. Drop down to verse 12 in 1 Timothy 3. Let the deacons be the husband as one wife, ruling their children and their own house as well. It speaks of the same thing. Moses needed to learn to take care of his own family and take care of his wife and take care of all that were put in charge of him. Moses needed to be prepared to lead this nation of Israel. And God uses these sorts of situations to prepare us for service. He uses situations like this, uses our families, uses where we are at to ensure that we're ready for service for him. Because God might use us when we're young and call us to the ministry early. He might use us when we're older and call us to the ministry later on. But we need to be prepared. And God will put situations in our lives ready to prepare us to serve him. That's what he does here with Moses. And that's what he does for us as well. And it won't be that everyone's going to go into full-time service, but God uses our family, God uses those circumstances and situations to prepare us to serve him faithfully. So that he can use us for his glory. He provided a safe place. He provided a family. And he also provides him a job. Drop down to chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. He provides him a job. He provides employment. He's working out in the desert caring for the sheep. That's a hard gig. That would be a hard job to be able to take care of these sheep in the backside of the desert. But that's where God was going to teach Moses. He was teaching him humility. He was teaching him how to lead. He was teaching him how to be prepared to lead a whole nation. A whole nation that would constantly go their own way. A whole nation who would constantly go off on their own. Just like sheep. He was preparing them for much. First Peter in chapter 5. Once again speaking about pastors but it refers so easily back to Moses. The elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, 
and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, he shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Once again, and as we could see so many times throughout the word of God, a pastor is often referred to like a shepherd. And that's exactly what Moses was training to do. He was training as a shepherd, but he was also training to be a shepherd of God's people. To lead them, to help them, to assist them, to take them to where God wanted them to be. He was learning skills, he was learning techniques, he was learning the art of the trade. So that when God said, yes, it's time, Moses, I want to come with you, he had everything that he needed. He had all the preparation and training and humility that he needed because God had prepared him early. God had Moses exactly where he wanted him. So that he would be ready, he would be prepared. So when Moses saw that flame, that burning bush, he was ready to go. And God is preparing us. Whether it might be using ministries like Sparks and Awana, Protein Sunday School, whether it's setting up chairs to help your family to be able to do church clean, whether it's just assisting setting up for children's church or packing up Sunday School, whatever it might be, small little jobs like that, God is preparing hearts. God is preparing lives. God is preparing us for service for Him. God was going to use these situations, these circumstances to show that Moses, that his hand was upon him and he was readying him for service. God placed Moses into these two situations to mould him and shape him into the man he wanted him to be. And we need to be ready for the situations and the circumstances that God places us also. So that we can be moulded by him. So that we might be ready for him. So that we can serve and glorify him. Let's be ready to go through those situations and circumstances. So that when God calls us, we're ready to go that we can be able to serve and honour and glorify God because of what he's done and prepared us for. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear wonderful and heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word. We know, Lord, it's a short message tonight, but Lord, it's also a reminder, Lord, that you place the situations and circumstances in our lives to prepare us for service to you. Lord, help us to be ready to go through those. Help us to learn. Help us to remember that your hand is upon us. Lord, that we're not there by mistake. We're not there by accident. But you're using that situation to use us for your honour and glory. Lord, help us to remember that your hand is always upon us. 
and you provide those situations and circumstances for us that we might be able to honour and glorify you. Lord, help us this day to look back and see all that you've done in our lives and glorify you from it. And then be able to also look for the circumstances and situations that are before us and see them for preparation and training for your service. Lord, help us to be ready and prepared so that when you call for us, we can say, here am I, Lord, send me. Lord, thank you for those situations and circumstances that we go through, that we might learn from them and use them to honour and glorify your name, we pray in Christ's name.